Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Flip Flops and People Ops. For me, it's exciting because lately I'm getting a ton of feedback from you all that you're like, yes, that episode on being constantly interrupted, that episode on running a better all hands, that episode on having a difficult discussion with that person, that boss, that team member. Um, yeah, you guys seem to really like the content lately, which is good because the content ideas usually come from you guys. So keep telling me what you liked and keep asking me questions because they become episodes. Today's episode comes from something that was said to me on a call I took recently, just as like a basic high level discovery, what could be causing your disengagement at your company. And this lovely, talented, smart person in a people and culture role asked me, how do I get my CEO to let me send more surveys? And I was like, what? Say that again. And they were like, yeah, my CEO sometimes just won't let me. They're like, no, don't send this. I was like, huh? Okay. Well, first of all, so if this has happened to you, let me break this down because this is, this is a little out of their jurisdiction. The CEO's not really in charge of sending surveys. This is the same as if the, the CEO were to tell the marketing department, Hey, run every ad you're going to run past me. And then them saying like no to certain ads or telling the sales team, Hey, you can't call more than 400 people to do like outbound sales. And it's like, what? Why? How can you do your job if you can't have an ongoing feedback loop with your people? That's not right. I'll tell you right now, it's not right. The CEO cannot be the gatekeeper for you sending surveys. That doesn't make any sense. You can't just go to them and be like, oh, this is my job. How dare you? Obviously that's not gonna work. So let me walk you through the steps to take to gain some autonomy back and some freedom to actually have a shot at driving engagement at your company because you need to be able to send surveys at your discretion. You can let them, the CEO know they're going to be going out, but the CEO really should not at a people first company at all be like, you cannot send this survey. Again, that's like telling the sales team, you cannot make more, more than 400 phone calls and a hundred outbound emails, no more. Telling the marketing team, you cannot ship more than four ads and three outbound emails to our prospects. It's like, what? Why are you getting involved in this part? You and the CEO are supposed to be partners in disengagement crime. I say that all the time. They're supposed to though, be your like sounding board. You're supposed to be the one to go do all the, the deep work and figure out what's broken and then come to them and be like, this is what's broken, but it's an opportunity to fix something. Here are my suggestions. And they're supposed to be like, ah, I'm so glad we hired you. I picked this one. You're like, great. That's the one I picked too. And then you implement it and you survey your people and you're like, look, CEO, we are optimizing our employee experience together. And they're like, awesome. People are more engaged now. Great. In order to build trust and gain some autonomy in your role at your company, it's going to require some very effective communication, demonstrating your value and showing the benefits of employee feedback because there are a lot. So here are some steps you can take to address this situation with your CEO. The first is to understand their concerns. The old adage, seek to understand before being understood. Don't come out guns blazing. Listen, I'm a Scorpio. I'm a moody, broody Scorpio. I, in my earlier career, tended to be like, this doesn't work for me. And I can tell you those discussions did not go well. Talk to your CEO and respectfully ask them about their reasons for not allowing you to send a survey. Try to understand their perspective and any specific concerns they have because they kind of have to tell you specifically. It can't just be like, well, because I don't want to. Okay, well, tell me more about that. And as they open up, listen actively to their feedback without being defensive. Don't cut them off. Let them talk. 
And when they're done going on one monologue, I'm assuming it's going to be like, honestly, I feel like CEOs sometimes are operating out of a space of, I know we don't have the best culture and I kind of don't want to know how bad it is. They won't admit that to you, but that's where the feelings are. They're like, I'm CEO of this company and you're going to get all this negative feedback. And I kind of don't want to hear it because that means I'm failing. You have to heal that part of them. I have a feeling they'll be like, their reasons will be something along the lines of, I don't want you to focus on that right now, which is interesting. Tell me more about that because your job is to optimize the employee experience and you need to create a feedback loop. Or they'll say like, I don't think our culture is that bad. And you should say, great, we should test that by asking our people and see if that's right. There's only one way to find out. And that's okay. They just don't want to fail either. So hear them. So let's in this example, just say like, I just really don't want you to spend your time on that right now. I really want you to go do career mapping for everybody. I want you to make sure everyone has a career path to grow. And you can say, I understand that you want me to work on career mapping. Really quick, let me show you the employee hierarchy of needs. Having a path to grow is much higher on the pyramid, and we need to make sure and pressure test by sending surveys to make sure these other basic needs on the, the hierarchy are met first. Otherwise, career mapping is not going to mean anything. Walk them through the employee hierarchy of needs. They'll, I honestly think they'll love it. And if they tell you like, where did you get this? You say, well, it's like, it was created by Gallup that has studied workplace engagement for four to five decades. So they've kind of got a handle on what causes companies to be profitable and what causes companies to be not profitable. Talk about what the CEO cares about. They don't necessarily care about engagement. They care about money because that's where their priorities are. That's okay. We need them to, otherwise the company wouldn't be in business and we get it. If I was CEO, we'd give away everything for free and we'd be out of business in like two weeks. Not good. The CEO's in their role because they're probably really good at like pushing the business forward, but they're missing the people first lens from you. So like, yeah, great. I heard you and these concerns. However, let me tell you some more of the benefits of gathering employee feedback and why I need it to be most effective for you. Say it's going to help me identify the broken or missing moments of our employee experience that we would have no idea existed because... Mr. or Mrs. CEO, 70% of the employee experience is the relationship between employees and their manager, not you and I, the HR people, culture person, or you, the CEO. We have no way of knowing what's causing disengagement sometimes without asking. I am here as a advocate for the people, for you and the leadership team, and the steward to the long-term success of our business. We get there by putting our people first because studies have shown Companies that prioritize the employee experience drive engagement. Engaged teams are more productive, more collaborative. They have less turnover because turnover is expensive and disruptive. Happier customers, and that all leads to more revenue in the end. So we solve for revenue and employee engagement by sending surveys. I have to understand what's going on with our people. Otherwise, we're going to be guessing and making shots in the dark and I need to move forward with what I'm optimizing with confidence. We can't afford for me to just guess that career mapping is going to make everybody stay because if we don't have the right tools and systems in place, or if we learn that our managers need workshopping on, on management, <laughs> uh, then like career mapping is not going to mean anything, man. And it's going to take a lot of my time or woman and employees are going to be like, I don't care. So tell me more about why you don't want me to send surveys. You can revisit my webinar that I did, which I'll link in the show notes that outlines the three different types of surveys. So then after you communicate the importance and get them to see like, actually, this is the foundation on which we figure out why we have turnover and why people are disengaged and like why we have low productivity. 
Once they get that, or at least you've communicated it, show them your expertise and knowledge in the topic. So tell them like, I actually am very knowledgeable in this area and I've studied the three survey methodologies. It's ENPS, Employee Net Promoter Score. It's the Pulse Survey and the Engagement Survey. And you can, I'll link out to my on-demand webinar that I did a while back on the three different kinds of surveys. And then I did another webinar on deep like engagement survey workshop. And I walk you through how to do an engagement survey. But guess what? It all maps back kind of to the hierarchy of employee needs. The employee hierarchy of needs are kind of your questions in Likert scale format. That's how you do a quick pressure test to be like, what part of the pyramid are we going to start on? Because I guarantee it's not growth. We need to get tools, systems, and management in place and fix that first. So let them in and show them. Be like, I actually know what I'm doing here and I've seen this work and there is data to show that this works. You can tell them that um, another just piece of data to provide, like just to show your expertise, like say, and I'll link out to this study for you, say, when an employee doesn't feel listened to, studies show that 76% of them will look for another job. We have to create a feedback loop. This is how we keep our company alive. And yes, it's going to be ugly, but guess what, Mr. or Mrs. CEO, I'm not going to drag you through and wade through the negative feedback with me. That's why you hired me. I'm going to go through and find the patterns. I will catch all the feelings. Then I will surface up to you the top three concerns that we should prioritize ASAP against the hierarchy of needs. I will bring to you proposed solutions. So I'm not just going to be like, ah, there's all this negative feedback. Like we know there's going to be negative feedback. It's actually our roadmap to driving engagement. It's a good thing. If we have employees giving us negative feedback, that means they're talking to us and they kind of trust a little bit that we're going to do something with it. So we better. This is how we drive engagement. Engagement leads to revenue. Keep tying it back to revenue. I will link out to my webinar decks, my on-demand recordings, some of this data, whatever you need to arm yourself with to be like, hey, I have to do this. This is my job. You don't have to worry about it. You don't even have to get your hands messy. I would even go so far as to say, like, depending on the size of your company, just send surveys. And if you're told, why did you send this? You say, um, I'm getting some really valuable feedback. Help me understand what your concerns are. And it's not to cause drama with you and your CEO, but like sometimes you need to ask for forgiveness. Not even in this situation. I don't even want to say that. Sometimes you just need to do and show like, see, yeah, we got all this negative feedback, but now I know what to work on. Doesn't this feel better? We're not wondering why people are quitting. We're not wondering why people aren't engaged and productivity stinks is, is in the toilet and no one's paying attention in all hands. People don't really even know what's expected of them at work. That tells me we need to do like a goals framework. We need to set company, team, and individual goals. Let's you and I explore that. I have some solutions. We can hire a coach. I can do the work myself or like you and I can go off and do like a, a workshop together and then come back and like we have options and they cost different prices. I had to find this out. I actually didn't know this. If you've been told no, also another way just to like little bit like slowly pull the like spooked horse out of the stable. Your CEO is the horse. You're like, come on, little buddy. It's okay. The feedback's not going to hurt you if you don't let it. Like we need this. Start small and suggest a ENPS survey. If they're like, we don't need to survey everyone. Either everyone's engaged, which is not true. Or like, we don't have time for this, which is also not true. You start with an, you're like, okay, I'm just going to go do a snapshot. It's called ENPS, Employee Net Promoter Score. It's the same as NPS that you could send to your customers. We just want to know 
How happy are you with us? And you ask your employees one question with a Likert scale. How likely are you to recommend this company as a great place to work? If you receive anything less than an eight, a nine, or a 10, you have more surveys to send. Even an eight is like, well, okay, what would make it better? Anything less than a 10 is like, we have more surveys to send because anything less than a 10 means we're not meeting their expectations somehow. We can't meet everyone's little nuanced need, but we can find the patterns to meet the majority of needs and show our employees that we listen when they talk and we care. That's what drives engagement. So start small, do an EMPS survey and be like, ha ha, see, we got a seven, we got a six, we got a five, we got a four, we got a three, we got a two. Um, and if they're like, seven's good, you say, actually, that's an indicator that we're not meeting certain needs. If we didn't get a perfect 10, there's somewhere we can do better. We have to dig in deeper and figure out what it is. You need a CEO who trusts you, but mostly gets out of your way. So if you have tried and tried and tried and tried to say, I have to send surveys, you have to trust me. I, I want to show you that you can trust me. Let me, let me do this. Let me run with this. And if they won't let you, then there's lots of CEOs who are looking for you, who want you to run these programs for them and run their people and culture initiatives. But anyway, let's go back to there's hope for your CEO and turning them around and their understanding of you being allowed to send your own surveys. Give them reassurance and tell them like, I have studied the pitfalls of surveys because you attended and watched one of my webinars, which are linked in the show notes. You say any concerns you might have around like implementation, you know, I will handle the process very responsibly and maintain the data and keep a handle on confidentiality. That's a big part in the trust in this. It's not a witch hunt. The goal of this is to not like attack people. It's to attack broken processes, tools, and systems that are very easy for us to fix. And then if, again, if you're still just being told no, say, okay, I have some alternatives. We need to maybe hold alternate methods of gathering employee feedback. We can't just not gather employee feedback. It's 2023. Engagement is the top topic. It's studies show that it's linked directly to revenue. Say, then I'm proposing that we hold focus groups, either one-on-one interviews, or we have an anonymous suggestion box, or it's facilitated through employee manager one-on-ones, which is also kind of tricky if your culture is kind of already a little bit like the check engine lights on. Employees aren't going to feel safe to talk to managers, but we need some kind of a solution to gather valuable feedback from our employees, regardless of the method. If you don't believe in surveys, okay, we're going to double click on that later, put a pin in that for now, but we have to do something. You can share success stories and show them like, Hey, look at these other companies who've gotten this right. It's in some of my webinar decks prove to them like this is what highly effective people first companies do and they're profitable. It helps improve retention rates. It drives productivity and just generally has a a higher employee satisfaction. That's a better employee experience. Experience is what drives engagement. We don't just drive engagement. We optimize the employee experience. So it might take a few meetings for you to really get the CEO to buy into this, but don't be told no once and be like, okay, sorry. Your job is to be an advocate for the people and your feedback loop is your precious lifeline to be like, how's it going? I have all this other um, best practices for, for doing surveys and for keeping your head and your mental health when you are going through the negative responses, but just remember not to take them personally. When you do get to send that survey and you're like, yes, and then you get all the negative feedback and you're like, no, oh my God, don't take it personally. How could you possibly know every missing or broken moment of your employee experience? It's not, it's just not in your hands. It's, you would have no way of knowing. 
flip everything as an opportunity. Be like, oh, there's a missing tool in our tech stack. There is a problem with this process. A lot of what we do is very manual and it makes employees very disgruntled. Managers are not very emotionally available. Okay, all of this is fixable. It's not your fault. You're already doing payroll compliance, benefits, policies, hiring, firing. Like, I'm sorry. How are you supposed to know all of this? It's impossible. That's why surveys are your 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 feedback loop and your your key to driving engagement. Like it's all an opportunity. I know how incredibly isolating it is to work in an HR or people culture role as it is. You are privy to employee data and certain business decisions that you can't really talk to and process with other people because they're not allowed to know. But also the CEO is kind of in a similar boat. They have like a leadership team, but they make decisions and have to keep certain things close to the vest. What you both actually have is each other. You should be partners and it should feel like your relationship doesn't have to be perfect, but it should be respectful. There should be some kind of allowance for debate. There should not be a fear of saying, I disagree and let me tell you why, but I heard you. You two need to work together and you need to have the confidence to stand up for yourself respectfully, hear them out, state the facts, explain to them that there are frameworks and data to prove why this is actually something you need to own outright. Maybe I'll do another episode on like um, outlining just how to maybe reset expectations or if you feel like that partnership's not going amazing, you can convince your CEO to let go of wanting to oversee employee surveys. That is your job. You need to be able to deploy something when you have a hypothesis, a hunch, or just to keep a pulse on stuff that you have no idea is what's going on. I always recommend starting with an EMPS survey first. Just see how's everybody doing? Just generally, it's going to be like a snapshot. Then you do a deeper engagement survey, which is against the 12 hierarchy of needs that Gallup created. And then you zoom in with pulse surveys and figure out more about the specifics about what was busted in those surveys. I have a lot of content on this. There's an art to building trust with your employees. You have to be in constant communication. Hey, a survey's coming. Tell them in Slack and written form and email, send a video. Hey, at all hands. Hey, everybody, remember that survey's coming. I'm an advocate for you. So please take the survey. Can't do my job without it. My job is to give you a better employee experience. So please take that survey. Tell managers, hey, reminder people to take that survey. Then when it closes, you're like, it closed. Thanks for taking it. We got this much participation, which gives you a chance to be like, a lot of you seem to maybe not trust the process or didn't know. Let me know how we could do better communicating it or like reach out to me directly and tell me why you didn't feel safe taking it. Like I'm a safe space. I just want to know how we can get more participation, yada, yada. But then you go like detail through the, the negative feedback. You take some time to pause and be like, I'm not reachable for a few hours or days. I need to like suss through this. I need to figure out the patterns. Then you come up with solutions privately to the CEO and you're like, Hey, this is what I learned. It's okay. These are my ideas to fix it. What say you? And then you work together you let the greater leadership team know and weigh in and debate. Then you guys make a decision. Then you let managers know of any important decisions. You're like, don't tell your employees yet. This is, we're just making you aware so that when you have one-on-ones or if there's feelings, then you were made aware of the why of this decision. Then you host your all hands or you make an all company announcement. Hey, we're, we're optimizing this process. Hey, we heard you, um, whatever we're fixing this thing. And then managers are like, I knew this already. And employees can go to their manager and be like, what? And managers can be like, yeah, it's a good thing. Or they'll be like to their manager, oh my gosh, they listened. And the manager will be like, I know, 
Isn't that cool? And then you survey and survey and survey again, and you find more other opportunities to optimize your employee experience. And slowly the feedback loop will be get so much momentum and you'll have constant dialed in always on access to like, take a pulse on what's going on. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next to optimize in your EX. You have no idea of knowing what to work on with confidence and you'll lay awake at night, staring at the ceiling, staring at your ceiling fan, spinning all slow and being like, Oh my God, I'm so burned out because everybody needs me for all the things. And like, I don't know why our people are disengaged. You'll find out why they're disengaged and you'll know what your next project is. And if you ever have any questions, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I love talking with you all. This question came from someone who reached out to me and was like, can I talk to you? And I was like, can you, of course you can. So just know that I'm available to you. The thing I'll close out with that's really cool that I didn't want to say at the front because it's like, sounds a little self-serving, but it's all about you guys. I was picked as the number one remote work thought leader in the space and uh, by Dan Van Rossum and the awesome company Flex OS. And there's this list I'll link out to. And I was like, oh my gosh, great. Great to be included. But like, number one, I was like, immediately my brain was like, I didn't do this. The people who listen to the show and inform the episodes and the the listeners who like give me feedback and book time with me and these constant conversations I'm having with you all, you all are like the juice and the momentum of this show. So thanks for helping me get picked on a really cool list that I was flattered to be included in the first place. But number one, I just wanted to say, I appreciate all of you for helping me bring the content that's helpful, resonating, and that matters. It is hard to drive engagement, but it's not impossible. You can do it no matter your budget, bandwidth, or headcount. Next week's episode is probably going to be about how to ask for more budget because you can't drive engagement with $0. When I say no matter your budget, that means we're going to ask for budget. (laughs) The marketing team doesn't drive pipeline organically. The uh, sales team doesn't like sell without incentivizing or like doing gift programs or like, you know, reach out or like send a gift card, take a meeting. You need budget to drive engagement. And we're going to talk about what that looks like. So thanks for listening. Don't let your CEO gatekeep your survey strategy, but help them feel seen, heard, validated, calm their concerns, slowly get them, walk the horse out of the stable, let them slowly trust you. It's a huge first step to getting some autonomy and some sanity back in your role. So keep going. I see how hard you all work and what a good job you do. Thanks for listening.